Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Speech Therapy Murmuring, a speech therapy podcast by me, Chris Way, speech therapist. Um, I'm going to talk about two cases uh, that I've recently seen. Um, one who is seven and um, moved to the UK about a year ago, um, has a uh, diagnosis of C's with uh, an autistic, um, has kind of expressive language um, in that they're able to um, request things using a sentence structure, use well, using the sentence structure I want. So what I want cookies, I want biscuits, I want onion, I want whatever they want. They're able to use um, kind of sentence structure I want, but don't use language for commenting at the moment. Um, kind, of, kind of disordered kind of a language profile, um, in that they'll use language just to request. This in this kind of very Kind of repetitive format that's been um, kind of kind of kind of trained into them by a therapy, um, or not by a not by a speech language therapy, um, and they have the education document um, which identifies speech language delay. I'm not going to argue delay versus disorder in this podcast. However, um, they're a complex young person. Um, and that young person has his education document that states uh, speech language delay, um, difficult social interaction, uh, diagnosis of autism, obviously. Um, and the, there's outcomes in there. There's four outcomes that are communication and interaction related outcomes in this education document. And I'm looking through um, the, the EACP slash statement uh, in the right section. So I have part three of a statement or part uh, section F in EACP. I'm looking for the speech therapy provision, and lo and behold, there's no speech therapy provision at all in this document. Absolute nada. So we have um, communication interaction needs identified in part two or section B. Um, we have outcomes or obje- objectives in um, part three A or section E, um, which relate to communication interaction. So we've got this. Um, identified communication interaction needs, identified objectives or outcomes, but absolutely no involvement whatsoever from speech and language therapy. Um, and, and we're talking literally no program, no training, no no intervention whatsoever. Literally no, no, no word whatsoever in there that mentions speech and language therapy. Um, and Dad's going through the document with me and he's like, um, and he wasn't too sure what the different sections of it meant. So I went through need, um, objectives, outcomes, um, and then provision. He's like, oh, so where's, where's the provision to work on those objectives slash outcomes? And I'm like, well, there, is, there isn't any at all. And he was, um, this is, this is a, it's, it's going to be finalised, this legal document. And um, Dan was pretty shocked. Um, he's, he's going through the appeal process because he knows that he wants the child to go to a particular school because the current school has said they can't be need. But he was he wasn't aware that there should be some level of speech language therapy in there, especially when the speech language therapy um kind of input into the needs and also the outcomes slash objectives for the child. Um thankfully they're going through a solicitors um and they're having all these assessments done. But I'm just I'm I I shouldn't be shocked, but I I am shocked that this particular local authority hasn't 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 commissioned um, or requested 
that the, the services commission a speech and language therapy report to go into this legal document for a child that is uh, that has significant communication interaction needs and who has identified needs, identified objectives, pleasure outcomes, and absolutely no provision. Um, so that's case one. Case number two is a, a three-year-old um, who was seen in October 2020 by the local service. Um, and it was all done by phone. Uh, they, or the majority done by phone. They had one, two, two, two sessions in person, but uh, there was no engagement between the child and the therapist. It was mainly the therapist talking to the parent. Um, we're in the kind of the middle of COVID then, so well, yeah, we're in the middle of COVID. So, um, mum's kind of requested um, uh, a change of therapist in terms of location because the current therapist is approximately forty minutes from home, so it's an hour and twenty minute round trip just travel plus the therapy time. Um, and they were, they were being seen; they've been seen twice this year across all of twenty twenty one. And this is a, a three-year-old who has who's at single information carrying words understanding, um, uh, single word expressive utterances, but only six to ten intelligible words uh, in 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 which they're consistent approximations, but not intelligible to anybody outside of the familiar family, and then uses about three or four Makaton signs consistently, um, but they're a persistent communicator, so they really want to get the message across, um, and they integrate their language skills, that, so that the approximation is integrated with the Makaton sign, which is integrated with, over, with maybe another gesture, uh, but with eye contact, and with um, um, what they call intonation, um, and it's lovely seeing these interact, this, these all these communication skills kind of integrated, um, and there's Again, there's concerns in nursery because the, the young person isn't interacting with their peers because their peers aren't interacting with them. That's my hypothesis because this young person um, doesn't have any words really, so it's hard for peers to interact with them. So we we talk through a potential approach of looking at a um, alternative augmentative communication app to begin with. So we've got a means of reducing that fr the frustration that exists, the physical frustration, the shouting, the screaming. Uh, so we're looking at so, some AAC to Kind of as an interim um, to, for them to be able to communicate their wants and needs and to comment on things. Uh, trial them with grid player today, which is which isn't, might not be the most appropriate, but uh, they literally took off with that and was commenting on things they could see on television immediately, which was amazing. Um, talked about that we need to uh, this age, age three, should be following minimum three information carrying words at the moment. It's consistent all the single information carrying words. So we're at that kind of, oh, I'd say, 16 to 20 month level should be going towards two information carrying words by two, three information carrying words by three. So there's, there's like an 18 month um, or thereabouts um, delay in that. So we've got expressive and receptive. And the last thing that we're going to look at is kind of the speech intelligibility. So the, um, there hasn't been any work on speech intelligibility. Obviously, that's the first thing parents notice. Um, and I explained in terms of the communication pyramid that speech intelligibility isn't the most appropriate thing to be working on uh, when a child doesn't have that much language, but there's concerns from the local therapist that it could be a practice of speech. So um, we talked about the things that we're going to do in terms of looking around that, um, in terms of 
kind of gathering more data with regards to the kind of the consistency of the three sounds that they're producing, um, but also looking at some early kind of um, speech sound work, which will include some phonological awareness work. Um, so my my job now is a family friend. Um, so my job is to put a report together. It's more it's not a appeal report. It's going to be a um, kind of a therapeutic report. So put that together, put a plan together, um, and then put something in place so that they have some activities and strategies that they can be replicating over the kind of the festive period whilst off school, and then linking in with the local therapist when they start in January. But they've been told it will only be a block of therapy, and that after that block of therapy, the likelihood is they will be discharged for a consolidation period and then can be re-referred in at any time as they're sold. Um, so I, I'm hoping to be able to kind of plug the gap where possible because it's family friends um, and to kind of work alongside my colleague um, who's, um, who's a local therapist who I haven't yet to meet um, and hopefully kind of plug the gap in terms of what provision is needed for that particular child um, and and monitor how they're doing because unfortunately when you discharge a child nobody monitors them and with health visitors not doing that and not not being able to get in to homes as often um with gps doing online appointments um and even when you've got a school like this child does that's on the ball that's constantly asking for help um it's not always possible to join up these services so i feel my my role because i'm because they're they kind of feel like they're part of the family now um my role would be to kind of help coordinate all these different agencies in terms of how things are working for that particular child um, and how it feeds into what needs to be happening in school, how school can support the child in developing their communication interaction needs. Um, so um, that's me for today. I've, I've just done an ADOF um, with a, a young person. Um, so I need to reflect on the ADOF um, and kind of score that up for doing an MDT with the... Um, clinical psychologists that I work with. So it's been a pretty hectic, hectic day. Um, longer podcast than normal, so 10 minutes, almost almost a record, I guess. Um, one more podcast to go to hit 100. Um, I might buy myself a cake and a balloon. Who knows? Right, thank you for your time and listening. Take care. Bye.